Hello, and welcome to the Obsessed with Real Estate show. I'm your host, Alana George, and I'm obsessed with real estate. I have a really great episode here for you listeners and watchers today. This is the webinar that we hosted for our meetup group titled Zero to $20 Million in Assets Under Management in Under Two Years by Utilizing Social Media with Joshua Baldovino. It was an amazing webinar, which is why I'm bringing it to you today. I've had now so many people reach out to me for the replay. I thought I would just include it in this. If you are a real estate investor or it really applies to any business that you have and you want to be more active on social media, you have to listen to this. Josh goes over 25 content ideas, six content content types that do not require a videoing of yourself. And he, he talks about tools he uses to help streamline and edit and makes it makes the process a lot easier. I took a lot from it and it will be implementing a lot of the things that he said. And then of course he talks about how he created lucrative business relationships through social media. And there was a few different ways. I was actually kind of surprised. It wasn't as run of the mill as I thought some of the, the income that he was able to produce from just social media. So very excited to hop into the show. Before we do, I just want to leave you with this thought that's been in my mind this past week. I do YouTube prenatal yoga in the morning and the instructor had an affirmation at the end. And I normally find them to be generally pretty cheesy. And um, this one, it's for mothers because it's prenatal. So it said as a mother, but as a parent, as in a real estate investor, you know, insert your title here. I am courageously flexible. I am courageously flexible. And we're talking about yoga. So no, I don't mean like I can put my feet behind my head or something like that. So don't get that image. It, I think she meant it as like full in life, courageously flexible. And that's been really sticking with me this week. Like, what does that look like when implemented? I wrote a little interpretation of it. And that's the ability to adapt on the fly to life without complaining, judging, or losing sight of the goal. And I, I challenge you, what would being courageously flexible look like in your day, in your relationships, in your life. I know for me, immediately what comes up is, you know, I get really rigid on my schedule and, you know, I want things done by a certain time. Usually I'm running late. So we've already got to go fast. And my daughter wants to put her own socks and shoes on or whatever. And we butt heads a lot like that. And, you know, being courageously flexible to me is being okay with her taking her time because everything will work out and it always does and not losing sight of the goal of I'm doing all of these things in my life, the businesses that I run, this podcast, right? Investing in real estate is to give her this amazing life so that I can spend quality time with her so that she can have a great childhood and life. She is my why. And here I am trying to build this life and I'm <laughs> losing sight of that in the process, right? She's a child right now. I can be present right now in these moments. So, you know, having the courage to let go of my expectations of what I think my day should look like, or what I think my life should look like. That could, you can go to, on a big scale or small scale, what I think relationships should look like, right? So I encourage you to be courageously flexible. Also, watch this episode and not just listen. Josh has a lot of really great slides that you will miss if you're just listening, okay? So if you can, watch on Spotify or YouTube. That would be the best thing for your buck when watching this. And I hope you enjoy. Oh, and here is a little bump update. If you are watching, you get to see uh, 
I'm due in about three months. So making some progress. You can't see that I'm even pregnant just from here up. But yeah, there's some some incentive to watch instead of just listen as well. All right. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Welcome, everybody. We are so excited to have this presentation available for you. It should be really great. And uh, welcome, welcome from the formerly known as Building Wealth for Real through Real Estate Investing Club. And now we are transferring to officially become the Multifamily Masters San Jose chapter. Now on to our guest, Joshua. I'm so excited to present to you Joshua Baldovino and a little bit. Josh is not at his day job as a marketing manager for a California winery. You can find him knee deep running his marketing agency or in a spreadsheet analyzing his next deal. He is current. He currently has eight long-term rental units in Columbus, Ohio, and four short-term rentals acquired through a variety of strategies, traditional buy and hold, Burr, wholesale, and direct to seller. Most recently, he and his team at NVST Capital co GP'd on a 111 unit apartment complex in the Dallas market. So he is also an amazing Instagram poster. If you're not following his Instagram, you really should. I'm sure he gives his handle at the end. He has a YouTube channel as well as a podcast that he hosts called the cash flow happy hour. So I'm really excited to present Joshua Baldovino. All right. Well, thank you, Elsa, Alana, for having me. And hi, everybody. That's a, man, this is a, this is a good group. Pleasure to meet and see all of you. My name is Josh Baldovino. Since we're friends now, you can just say Josh. Although I've written, I do like the Uwa. That's just, you know, if it's going to be written somewhere, you got to do the full name. But I would love to make this as engaged as you would all like it to be. And so if you have any questions at all, please leave them in the chat. And then I'm also going to take today's presentation to dive into exactly what maybe you will want to get into as well. So we could go as deep into real estate and kind of how I scaled my portfolio as a as you'd like, or we can go into a little more of some tactical tips for marketing and how you can improve your own personal brand. So happy to take this whichever way a raised hand or chat question leads. But I'll go ahead and share a quick screen. And while I do that, if you are busy in the chat too, you can let me know either what you invest in or where you invest in. And I would just love to see kind of a consensus from the audience as well that just helps me. And I'm sure also helps Elsa and Alana too. So this is me and this is my Instagram again with the written with the UA. So Josh UA underscore bald. And it is $20 million in assets under management, which is a super clickbait title for the record and under two years. And how the heck did I do all that? It's been a crazy fun journey for sure. I want to give the quick bio summary here. That's all here. Well, this is me and my beautiful family, my wife, Hannah, and I have two sons, Ezra, who is four and Isaiah, who is one. And uh, I have a day job, which is marketing full-time for a winery here in California. And aside from that too, we have our syndication group, which is NVS Capital. And as well as I'm starting a marketing agency called Invested Creators, where I help other investors or people in the finance space make content to grow their business. And so that's me in a nutshell. Uh, a couple of chats here. Multifamily in Texas, I love it. Eric and Catherine, Three Doors in Fresno, sweet. Panama City Beach, I like it. Texas, I am now in the Texas market. So can I say howdy? Is that okay? No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so what asset classes do I invest in? So again, it, it was a very, very clickable title. And this is how I got here. This is our short-term rental in Joshua Tree, which has been a really fun project to learn. But for those who also invest in short-term rentals, you'll know that it does not come with its fair share of headaches. And so we have definitely seen everything into with this property, but it does make a very good cover photo. And my family has a lot of fun using this property as well. So this is what my current portfolio looks like. It all started with this house right here in Columbus, Ohio. And so as you can tell by it was boarded up, we bought, this is our bird deal. We bought it for $75,000. We put in $30,000 for rehab. And then it appraised for $185,000. It rents for $1,300 a month. So it was a perfect burr. I was scared out of my mind. And I would 100% do it again. Again, you get all your money out. And we've done a few more of those burr deals or partnerships. And that's how it all started. The next bit is has been short-term rentals or mid-term rentals, kind of bucketing that into the same jazz there. As mid-term rentals, the new 
kind of kid on the block. Our first one was in Joshua Tree. And then we started in the Branson in Missouri. And then we also started to manage a midterm rental in Columbus, Ohio. And then most recently, you will see some content of us going up to Lake Tahoe in the next couple of weeks because we were building out another midterm rental up in Lake Tahoe. So we're really excited about that one. And I haven't been snowboarding in five years, so there's my excuse. And then most recently, we closed in December, three weeks ago, actually, on an 111-unit apartment complex. And that sounds like a crazy trajectory because it really is. And I don't, I, I take some credit for it, but really the bulk of the work and how this happened for us was through the other group that we're co-GPing with, Link Multifamily. And I'll tell you a little bit more how that relationship developed in the next coming slides. But that's me in the nutshell on the real estate side. And so how did I get all of this? For me personally, I attributed a lot to networking and marketing and anybody can take the next step just by putting themselves out there just a little bit more. And so today I just hope to share a couple of tips of what I've done to help me get into more deals and to scale in the way that I did. And also just in terms of personal growth itself and skill set, gosh, like it is, it is so crazy what happens when you're able to start putting yourself out there a little bit more. So let me know in the chat. This is your opportunity to influence the conversation however you would want selfishly. If you want me to dive more into real estate, happy to overview the portfolio. If you want some quick tactical tips on how you can improve your own personal branding, whether you be looking for partners, capital raising, hosting events, happy to share those too. And I will probably share both, to be honest. But you can leave that in chat and influence it any way you see fit. Okay, so cheesy YouTube picture here, but what platform do I focus on for posting? So we talked about real estate. Here's marketing. And actually, before we dive into that, just quick high-level highlights of why I actually post and what that even matters for me in terms of results. So between either my own accounts, this first one is my own account. And so in one of the months that I started posting a lot more consistently, you can see this here is that was one month from mid-September to mid-October. Now, what would it do for your business if you could reach 150-something thousand people? And if you look at this metric here, what is this? Like half a percent is actually my followers or 1% is my follower compared to how many non-followers I'm reaching. And this is not paid ads, by the way. This is 100% just organic posting, meaning there's no ad dollars behind this. And this is on Instagram. TikTok is even crazier, if you can believe that. And if you're not on TikTok right now, TikTok and YouTube shorts are completely taking off. And so you should not be off of those platforms or only just pick one. And this is another account that I manage here. Metrics are a lot more than mine. This is also a much bigger brand that I help create content for, but 2 million reach. Like, I, I'm, I don't know what a reach of, you know, a couple hundred thousand to a million people would do, but you can make a decent amount of money on whatever you're selling or whatever you're trying to grow. And then this last one here was another Instagram snapshot from a CPA that I help with. And so never really posted beforehand. We immediately went from not posting to then reaching a total of 1500 accounts as a CPA who doesn't post period. So it doesn't even take that long to start to actually see some extended reach. So just kind of food for thought in terms of how you can grow your business, how you can find your next deal through posting. Some other posting highlights that I had from this year. I had 2 million views on TikTok. And that's why I said, don't discount TikTok because the, viral, the virality that you can get through TikTok is incredible. And that's my platform. This is my channel. That, and, and, and I don't have 100,000 100, followers on any platform. So you could easily get it takes one video to just change everything. And it's crazy to what it'll do to your business. Uh, in terms of YouTube, I have almost 400,000 views on YouTube. And this is both short form, you know, 60 second contents to your bite-sized tutorials that you normally see on YouTube, right? How to buy your first investment property, your seven to 12 minute video, all the way to my long form podcasts too. So I do a weekly podcast called the Cashflow Happy Hour. They do it live on YouTube with other investors. And I do it live because I'm lazy to edit or efficient could be another way to say that. But I have over 400,000 views in the last year. And my average view duration is 15 minutes, 
which if you think about it, 400,000 people that you don't know hanging out with you for 15 minutes, like what would that do if you're a lender, if you're a broker, if whatever it is, like that is, it's just crazy the relationships that you can build through the other side. And it's, and it's interesting, oh, it's a one-way relationship really with the audience, but they end up feeling some type of relationship or some affiliation with you, which has been everything. On a monetary standpoint, I made a little bit of money last year on it. So I've made over $25,000 last year on sponsorships. And that was me starting to monetize in June. And so you can make a decent amount of money, even with a small channel. Most people who says, oh, you need 100,000 followers even to start making sponsorships. You don't need to. But you do need to understand what that brand needs. So for example, one video that I made, I YouTube MacGyvered a Zillow scraping spreadsheet to then analyze live Zillow listings. And I inputted rent data. And so I could analyze every single listing that's on Zillow based on a specific zip code in an instant. So I put in every single zip code on a new tab and I can analyze 300 listings live. And it tells me what the rent to price ratio is. And then I sold that spreadsheet to Rentometer. So you do have to be a little bit more creative in your approach if you're going for that side, but it's tremendous value add to a potential brand or potential sponsorship. YouTube ad revenue. Yes, you do get paid, right? For the amount of views or clicks that you get through. And so, and for me, it was $5,000 just that Google paid me for posting videos. And then on top of that, you have affiliate links. And so I made one video that said, which mattress should you buy for your Airbnb? By the way, it's the Amazon vibe, if you're wondering, but I have a whole video, obviously, for that. And I compared two of the top mattresses that most people buy. And then I just linked it at the bottom. So if you want to buy it yourself, you can link it down below. I made $1,000 from Amazon just from one video. Like it's, I need to be doing more of it, to be honest, based on the metrics, but that's another thing. I will pause here for a second, because I know this is, we went over the real estate, a little bit of the high level stuff. So some of the comments here is do I post YouTube shorts or my channel or both? Yes, would be the answer. And all is the other answer. You don't actually know what content will stick with someone. And for someone to watch a 45 minute, an hour podcast is a huge time investment. I don't take that lightly, but you also need to give them the movie trailer, which could end up being a YouTube shorts or a five minute clip that will then send them into the rabbit hole of going into your long form content. My most viewed video on YouTube is an hour and 15 minute video about midterm rental. And to be honest, I got 200,000 views, which is over half of the views on my channel. But from there, there were sponsorships with Furnish Finder. The guest that I had on my podcast ended up getting 600 outreaches for his coaching services about midterm rentals. I'm still waiting for my commission check. So, you know, Jesse, if you're seeing this, what other questions do we have on here? How many days are my... Am I posting on these platforms before I started to see results? Ooh, really good question. Okay. How many days or how many posts do you need to do before you see results? Just for fun. Anyone want to put a guess of in terms of, say on YouTube, how many videos do you have to post in order to hit 1,000 subscribers? And 1,000 subscribers is the base amount to be part of the YouTube partner program, which allows you to monetize. And at that point, you can get a penny. How many videos do you think in total? I'll give it a... I'll give you a 30 seconds to answer that question. But in terms of frequency across all platforms, I post daily. I usually post short form videos or some type of carousel or even a screenshot of an Airbnb earning on my account. And that's on the feed post that lives semi-permanently because you could still delete a post. But I post more on the feed than I do in a story. And I do that because your feed, especially now in the new digital age, your feed ends up being your resume. And a lot of times when you go to some of these networking events, especially when they're geared towards whether it be Gen Z now or millennials, they look at your Instagram first and not your LinkedIn. And so that content that's curated, people, like that's their first impression of you. So I post it there first. Okay. To answer the question of how many YouTube videos you need to actually get a thousand subscribers, it's 100. That has the, there's been another third-party service that audited millions of channels. And it was at least 113 videos to get to a thousand subscribers. Sources think media. There you go. It took me 60, which is awesome, but it could take some people 200. 
just really depending on the skill set. And then question here, last question before I go on to the next slides, do I post content with a theme to your target audience or different types of content? Oh, I really like that question a lot. What content do you post? If you are a real estate investor, which I'm assuming that everyone here either is or is aspiring to, do you only post about real estate? Or what if you went out to dinner and you had really delicious sushi with your family? Can I still post that too? My answer is yes to both still. And here's why. Some people who only post business, people won't actually get to know you, which means that it's really hard to strengthen the relationship. And if you're thinking about real estate and how you grow your business, you know that relationships are everything. But if you also know that Josh likes the 49ers as well, I really love black coffee, although today I guess it's tea. And I also really love coffee and cookies and cream ice cream. Now, if any of those aligned with you, maybe you feel 1% more aligned with me. And that could potentially help the relationship. So I say always post both. Post what helps benefit your business and why you're an expert in that field or learning about that field. And also post, I really love to play pickleball. Because then you can still do business that way too, right? Because it's the no like, and trust. But you want to also hang out with somebody. Okay. So here's what actually happened as a result. I did all that. How, did, how this affected my real estate that actually catapulted me so that I could have that clickbait title. It was all through partnerships. So I started posting and documenting my journey. And from there, posting on Instagram, I ended up building relationships. And this is in the middle of COVID. So no one went outside and everyone was online all the time. And I met two other investors, Austin Largusa and Soli Cayetano. And together, all three of us hosted our first ever real estate meetup. And mind you, I like I I buy I closed my first property in January of 2021. What year is it now? Man, you know when you mix the years up? Okay, 2021. Hosted the first event in March. So two months after buying my first property, I hosted a real estate meetup. Who the heck am I to host a real estate meetup? But my only goal was to get in touch with people who were either one step ahead of me or who were also just starting out so we can all freak out together. Like that was my goal. And I partnered with two other people. And the crazy thing is, and this is why you should partner up, especially if you're hosting a meetup, is 60 people showed up. And it could have been, it's probably timing because of COVID. And this was the first time that, you know, kind of people going out again. But it's just crazy what happens when you start to put yourself out there. Um, Jacob went to our meetup last night. Hey, Jacob. Okay. And then so from that one meetup, I then met Ash. And this is Ash here. Ashley Cow is my business partner. And now between the two of us, we've done like five deals together, right? So there's a couple short-term rentals, some long-term rental. We try to do a flip. We're now hosting the meetups together. And then amongst all that next, we also got connected with Jason and Vinci. And then we started Invest Capital with the goals of buying boutique hotels. But clearly, by you know the end of the story, that quickly changed. As a result of this networking and posting and starting to host our own meetup, we also then met Tony Lin. And Tony Lin is a gentleman right here in the glasses. And he is the lead of Link Multifamily. And Tony's done seven multifamily deals. And we are currently apprenticing under him. And so we were learning everything about multifamily from him. He came to us after us dropping out of an RV park we had under contract. And he said, hey, I just got this deal in Dallas. And I said, oh, man, tell me about it. And then I also asked him, like, what do you need help with? That was it. There was no, can I be a part of it? It was just, can I help you with anything? Literally anything. And there was marketing stuff that he needed help with, which was then my skill set. So I helped build a deck out. I helped with email sequencing. There was a bunch of admin things. And I didn't really want anything in return because he's already helped me a lot. And amongst all that too, obviously he said, hey, well, you've also done a lot. If you want to learn along and you want to apprentice, and also if you can bring money to the table, we can give you a small sliver of the GP. And I said, heck yes, I'm in. So the net net of that is that is how posting social media, having my, building my own community and network has then helped me get into a $111, $19 million Dallas deal. Okay. 
So now that is the full context. I'll look at a couple questions that we have here. And then Jacob also likes the Niners. I like it. How many hours or day per week do I spend filming and editing? That's a really good question. I have now, it, it depends. Now I probably spend on my own content, 90 minutes a week. And that's posting on like two videos on YouTube plus daily across all the other channels and email marketing. But I also have five VAs and a local project manager that I hire. Remember, I had now built out an agency. When I was doing it myself, oh, I don't know, 20 hours a week, it was ridiculous. But you have to start. And you're not going to have a team right away unless you hire somebody. But it's 100% it's possible to do it yourself. And I will show you how to do it yourself and you don't need to hire an agency. Okay. I am out of a hotel background and owns hotel. Okay. I like it. If we ever get back into boutique hotels, I will let you know. Yeah, I was looking for a co-host in San Francisco, Sacramento. Oh, so far away. But I did host a meetup there before. And question here, how did you and your partner purchase your short-term rentals and long-term rentals? Good question. Our first short-term rental was in Joshua Tree, 10% down second home loan. I took on that loan. We brought in the cash 50-50 with the idea that she would take on the loan for the second property. I have yet to cash in on that. And we've talked about it all the time. She's actually taking on the loan now for a property we're refinancing as a furnished rental in Columbus. So kind of netting out. Ish. And then the other ones have also been through either partnerships or through management contracts now. And so we had another a capital partner that came with all the capital for the Branson deal. And then we're starting to manage a few properties as well. Okay, let's see here. <clears throat> what, what advice a new investor to go bigger, faster and skip the smaller deals? Or how do you still recommend pursuing and building a small portfolio on your own? That's an interesting question. Should you skip the small deals? And again, this is not knowing context of the group here. I don't know. I mean, I would love everyone's feedback on this one. I, for me, I needed the small deals to get the lessons learned for the next one. But that's not to say that you can partner with someone and give you all the lessons learned on a big one. 100% possible too. And I'm sure that people here in the group would agree. For me, I would still do the deals myself just because I like the stepping stones. For me, I guess I wanted to earn my stripes before I got promoted. And it's still sort of a weird thing for me as well, even putting in that title. Okay, so why do I post? How about that? Because it's interesting, kind of generic to help others, of course, right? Everyone's going to say that. I'm going to post to help others. Sure. Okay. You got the Boy Scout badge now. But honestly, and there is a selfish reason because it's a lot of work, right? Is for me, it's to find partners. It's to network. It's to increase my influence and ultimately increase our earning potential. Because if you're not trying to make more money, then man, you either already have a lot of money or I don't know, actually. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's just it, to be frank. And, and I've realized now that the media side of things and the marketing side of things can actually scale faster than the real estate side. And so that's what I'm extremely bullish about is, man, I picked up so much sponsorships and it's opened me up to so many bigger investors that that unlock of posting, of networking, of inviting bigger guests onto my podcast every single week has just, I don't know. I mean, everyone would love to be ultimately at the same dinner table as Brandon Turner, right? Like, like I mean, who would not? And so, but you have to, unfortunately, I'm not going to get there for a while. And I know that. So I just keep leveling up. And now look at this. I made it onto Alana and Elsa's thing. So look at that. Another level up. We're here to learn from you, Josh. Okay. I'm still waiting for my podcast invitation. <laughs> I, I thought I gave you one. Okay, we'll follow up next. Don't worry. She already did speak too. She's already on the channel. We got to get Alana on too. Okay. But I would love to know, ultimately, like, what do you like, want to get? If you were to post, and it doesn't even have to be a video. It honestly doesn't. I would prefer it though, but it doesn't. What would like, I would love to know what you hope to get out of it. One thing that I also, do I have something on this? Let me see. Nope, go back. Okay. Okay. So, one thing I want you to think about for posting is a lot of people, as they think about real estate and especially the, there's now influencers and leaders in the space, right? You have Grant Cardone, Ryan Panetta, 
you have, of course, everyone on bigger pockets. All of those, you look at them and like, man, they have 300,000 followers on Instagram, on YouTube, on whatever it is. It's too late for me, or I can't do it because I can never be as charismatic as them, or I don't have the time to dedicate. You don't have to do it to their volume. And you probably shouldn't do it to their volume, to be honest, because then you would not see the ROI fast enough if that is your goal is to get, and I want to beat the guys on bigger pockets or get to their level. But the better goal I would challenge you is what if you did one post and it could be on your Facebook and it could be on your personal Facebook, not your business Facebook, because people like to split those, but I don't. Could be what if you posted something about your real estate investing and all of a sudden your cousin or your aunt, whatever that post was, unlocked something from them or for them and they texted you and said, hey, how can I start investing? Like, would that be worth it to you? Because for me, that was the everything for me is could I find one partner? Could I help one of my family members also start to build wealth? And that's why I didn't shy away from doing it on my personal account. Like how many stories do you hear about people posting and all of a sudden, right? They were initially concerned about, oh man, that guy in college that I talked to or that we went out for a party with 20 years ago, what if he sees my post and judges me? But on the other side, what if that same person sees your post and says, hey, I want to invest too. Like that's the real likelihood of what's going to happen. And they don't even have to like or comment on your posts, but more people are watching your stuff than you think, even if they're not interacting. They're just, you know, it's the, the longtime listener, first time caller, radio show host. And it's real. And it's real for everybody. It's not just the crazy influencer celebrity status. Okay. Crash course, tactical side of building social media. I do have a slide on that. What courses, educational material, equipment, and suggestions for someone who's introverted and has no idea of what content to post? I also have a slide about it. Okay. So some start ideas. You can too. Look at that. I told you I wasn't lying, huh? Okay. The, here's the best way. If you're introverted or you hate being on camera, find a friend and just interview each other. Get your phone. You don't need a nice camera. I have a very expensive camera that you don't need. Get your phone. Preferably use the back camera, though. Just please don't use the front camera. Just use the back camera. It'll look better, I promise you. And take 15 minutes. You interview your friend, and then go back, and then they interview you. That's the entire premise of a podcast. Congratulations. You just filmed your first podcast, and I'm sure there's at least one gold nugget of why you started to invest, what was your best cash flowing month ever, or what asset class are you bullish in in 2023? Ask those three questions to your buddy. Now all of a sudden you have three posts. Best thing is if you recorded it, you can edit it as, as a video. And if you don't wanna post a video of yourself, that's okay. You can now, whatever you said, write it out. And now it's a Facebook post that's written. Or you can make an image carousel out of it. There's like a million different ways to break down that content that you make. The other th food for thought too, as you think about posting, a lot of people was, you're thinking about, oh, I already made a post about that before. Like I talked about that Dallas deal already or about the new apartment acquisition. But if you're actually posting correctly, if you go, if you go back and you remember the metrics that I shared earlier, right? Let's go. Doo, 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 doo. For me, in the span of 30 days, 98% of people, first-time listeners, first-time lookers, which means you should be talking about the same stuff over and over again. You should be going back to basics every single time because if you're doing it right, people are seeing you for the first time anyways. So who cares if your best friends see the same post again? If they're really your friends, they'll actually just like it and share it. Okay. Soapbox moment over. Other ideas. Screenshot this. Take your phone out. Screenshot this. You want to fill in the blanks? Here are 25 questions you can ask your friend or ask yourself on camera or even in written. Three things that help me blank. Could be anything. How did I pick my coffee this morning? Five things I wish I knew before joining a wine club. I don't know. Buying multifamily. Whatever it is. And then the best part is, next month you record it again. 
And I'm sure you're going to say it differently or you can fill in the blank differently and it's all good. Okay. Other ideas for you. Because to be honest, and I posted a video of this last night, being on camera, as much as, as comfortable as you think I am, it still sucks. And it's still a lot of effort. Like 100%, I'm trying really hard right now. <laughs> Whether you believe it or not. And especially you start to film yourself in public, it gets even worse. So it never goes away. And if you don't want to be on video, well, here, easy ideas, right? Written blog posts. Take any of these questions before. Five things I wish I knew before investing in, real, uh, in, in multifamily. You have a five-paragraph essay. Also, heads up, ChatGPT could write it for you. <laughs> and if you don't know what that is, Google ChatGPT after this. And then your first prompt is write me a blog post about five things I wish I knew before investing in multifamily. It'll write an article for you. Then just fact check and edit. It's crazy. Audio podcast. If you hate video, just record yourself anyways. And then you can upload the audio only. Super easy. Carousel posts. What that means is you can take any image. Could be an image of a house. It could be even written posts. And you just have it in sequence. It's essentially your five blog posts. So imagine if I had an image of five things I wish I knew before I started multifamily. That's my cover photo or my cover post. Slide number two is the first thing. Move on to the next slide. That's the second thing of something I wish I knew before multifamily. Quote posts. I mean, I'm sure all of you say amazing things. Whatever you think is the amazing thing is, write it. And then put it into a little get graphic. Share metrics. So if you share that you got 100,000 views, people will react to it. Whether it be a good or bad way. Oh, okay. And last one is an email newsletter. But I would assume that most of you know how to do that. But if not, all of these can be translated into the same thing too. You just have to figure out a regular cadence for you and figure out whatever seems like the, a challenge, but also doesn't have as much friction. Because there's going to be a type of content that you make that creates friction. And anytime there's a friction there for you, you won't do it. Which is why I stop my diet every two weeks. You know what I mean? It's just friction. And I really like red meat and a lot of rice. So, okay. What other questions do we have here? Posting. So Larry says, I've been posting for the past few months. Take a look, like, and follow my page. I will definitely after this. We'll save the chat. Great brainstorm list. Thanks. What software do you use to track your social media? Yeah. The easiest one that's free is using Metricool. And I'll put that in the chat here. Metricool. I use that to schedule out all of my clients' contents. And because you then log into each of the social, all the different platforms, it'll actually aggregate all of the data for you. So it'll give you which attempt best posts are across platforms. It'll show you what your follower account or losses. Should I create a brand new account for my business posting or just post to my personal accounts? That's the fun question I talked about earlier. <clears throat> my personal opinion is all of us probably have multiple businesses or multiple things that we're into. The more accounts you create, the more work you're also creating. Right? So if you take, if you know Ryan Panetta, he has like, I don't know, a dozen businesses. He has accounts for each of those. But if you're just a one person show, you can't post for five businesses in one day. That's, that's not scalable for someone who's just starting out. So I would just post on my own page first if you're just starting out because it's the least amount of friction. Have videos been the most effective or what combination of text posts? Good one. Okay, hold on. That's something in my throat. Okay, and we're back from the ad break. Videos are, yes, the most effective. If you think about it right now, everyone's heard in some capacity that TikTok has absolutely taken off. Instagram then released Reels like a year and a half ago. YouTube then put in shorts and put in more. They built a whole nother website basically for YouTube shorts. 100%, if the platforms are adding that new functionality, you need to be testing that new function sooner because that's what they want. They want to compete with TikTok, so give them what they want. Also, 
it's not the only way to grow. So if you're not comfortable making videos, you can still get decent traction with carousel posts or individual picture posts. It will be harder, 100%. But again, if you're going back to all I want to find is one new partner for my next real estate deal, then does it really matter if you go viral? I don't think so. A lot of people will look at those metrics and it's nice to have. Do I like it if a video gets half a million views? 100%. Anyone would, right? It's the truth. But I actually like it more if someone then would then message me and say, hey, would you be interested in buying a short-term rental with me? Could we partner on something? How much more valuable is that message that I get because of the post? And you can eventually get a lot of them. It's crazy, which is why then you start like syndicating, right? What else is here? Okay, shameless plug. This is the marketer in me. Drop your email in the chat. I will send you my gear list. I have a cheap phone-only version gear list. I have a, if you want to spend five grand gear list, yes, they are affiliate links because I do want those 20 cents when you buy it off Amazon, okay? But drop in the chat. I will send it over to you. And that's me. In a nutshell, this is my contact. Yes, that is my actual cell phone. It is not a Google voice number. Eventually, I'll regret this. But, you know, for now, we can be friends. And that's my email. And I am, again, unwritten. It's Joshua underscore Baldovino. But we're friends now, so it's just Josh. So let me know what other questions you have. But thanks, everyone. Thank you so much, Josh. That was a great presentation. One other question I don't know if you had gone over was branding and marketing. What do you think is the most effective way to brand your, your company? How do you define brand, Elsa? Mm -hmm. So let's say, you know, we're starting a new company called now investnowcapital.com. What do you think is the most effective way to get the name out there? How do you would it be a combination of everything you just mentioned or pretty much, or should we just focus on one? What do you, a brand new person starting a business, real estate business, what is your, what do you suggest them where to start, how to brand themselves? And uh, yeah, I guess a variety of different ways. Again, I'm going to go back to the cop-out answer of whatever is the least amount of friction for you. Mm -hmm. And so it all obviously depends on what your budget is for marketing. And if it's zero, great, 100% doable. I didn't spend a dime on advertising. And now you can be the advertiser, so it's funny. But what I would do is, let's just say you're an agent and you're, and you're trying to get new business, right? You moved into a market, you just got your real estate license and now you want more business. I would get really good at running numbers and analyzing deals in that local market. And I would make a video about that every single day. And I would just say, hey, this listing popped up. It could be a 12% cash on cash return for a long-term rental. Here's how I run the numbers. Bop, bop, bop. You all run the numbers. You all analyze. And now that video, and you can just take it with your phone and then videotape your spreadsheet. If you don't believe me, I have one on TikTok that did the same thing that had over 200,000 views. It's my phone, selfie recording myself. Here's how you can figure out how much a short-term rental makes. And then I took a picture of my spreadsheet. And that was the post. So you don't need a $5,000 camera, but you do have to be consistent. And- the first 100 posts, first 100 videos will suck. It just will. Because like any skill set, you're not going to be good until you earn your stripes. So that's what I do on that side. Does that answer the question, Elsa? It does. It does. So what I'm hearing is consistency and don't give up. Consistency, don't give up. Mm. But it, it, it all works. It all works. It's just depending on what you really want to achieve. If you're a wholesaler, it would be the same thing. Like if you're an investor, here's how much you can make on this flip that I'm assigning. Mm -hmm. Full transparency. I have a $7,000 assignment fee, but you can still make 30. I don't know. I, I met, like imagine if, someone, if, if a wholesaler actually said that and said, here's how much my assignment fee is, but here's mm -hmm. a spread that I really think you can make based on three bids, that deal will get bought up so fast. And you'll probably trust the wholesaler more too but no one does that. So here's my question for you. I think I have a few more questions here in the chat, but with all the followers that you have that for, on your social media, how do you convert them into investors? How do I convert them? Very good question. Is I have on my personal website, a invest with me, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also try and really just push people into the funnel, whether mm-hmm. it be attending a meetup or going into one of my YouTube live events to ask more questions. And then I also encourage them to ask me questions via DMs or in the comments. And once mm-hmm. I get a sense of who they, and this is actually a really good point, is a lot of people will think I can just post and it works. It won't. Because I have a lot of clients who just say, I post for them, but I tell them I won't be your community manager. Meaning I won't comment back on your account because I want you to own the relationship. And if you're not giving back to your audience or your community when they're asking you a question, Mm -hmm. then they actually won't get deeper into your funnel. So Mm -hmm. I would point them somewhere, capture whatever you can, whether it be their Instagram profile and get linked on messages or get their email, but whatever it is, that's how I get into my lead funnel. And then from there, you can segment that out on MailChimp, whatever it is of a high engaged touched audience who has maybe indicated that they want a partner. And then when you get a deal, hey, I got this deal. (laughs) (laughs) So basically what you do is that you create as followers, you know, on social media, you have a call to action, right? And then from there, you point to, you know, to the call to action, whether to your website, email you, whatever that looked like. And then you fund that into your CRM. And then from there, you starting to basically stay in touch with them through your monthly newsletter or meet of updates or whatever that looked like, right? Yeah. Does it yeah. sound about right? Okay. Yeah. Everything is a call to action. Mm-hmm. And as you're thinking about what call to actions you're having, you don't always have to say, hey, do you want to invest in my deals? Click the link in my bio. Mm-hmm. A call to action could be as simple as if you have any questions, let me know in the comments. Or if you found this valuable, share it with somebody else. Like those mm-hmm. are actual actionable items that get them deeper into the funnel without having to sell them every single time. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would think about too, as you're, as you're thinking about how you can utilize marketing to increase your real estate deals. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. Do we have any other question, Elana? That um, I have a question, <laughs> Josh. I feel like I can do pretty well, like on one platform and you mentioned, you know, doing multiple platforms. Is there a cheat sheet way? I, I don't know, like a single platform that, that you would recommend for posting everywhere. I know content is supposed to be specific to the platform, but I, that's the biggest struggle that I have. Metrical. hundred percent. I would use metrical. Same one that I dropped in the chat. Okay. Okay. But that platform, you can, if you link all of your accounts, you can schedule out all of your posts. It'll tell you exactly which posted well, which didn't. And your first account is free. Okay. Sorry if you already mentioned that. I've been like so nervously watching everybody make sure we don't have another intro. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then resharing my contact because that's in the questions. And then a couple questions too that I see here. How did I get to be a GP? It's showing up. One, okay, actually, the, the, the theme of the Dallas trip when we went for closing was all about timing. Like the timing was just ridiculous for everything. And so you never know what you can actually happen if you don't show up, right? Because you can meet someone who immediately unlocks the next level of anything. And then what happens if you continually show up for that person, which we tried to do for Tony and add value wherever we could. And when an opportunity and he found it and he had a pain point, I tried to solve it as fast as possible. And that's how we were able to code GP on that Dallas deal. What am I using to edit content? Ooh, this is a good one. I'm going to put it in the chat. Descript. If you hate video editing, so do I. And I edit 300 videos a month. Is that an app? It is a app that you download on your computer, not on your phone, but you can edit a video like a Word document. Gotcha. What does that mean? Oh, what is that? Yeah. See, Alana's face just peeked up. She's like, what do you mean? YouTube it. Google it. And then if you like it, DM me. I would love to know if you love it because that's honestly how we can do it so fast. Like if you're like, I said a million times, control F delete. It's cut from your video. But Troy was asking about content, writing content. Do you use, what do you use to edit your content? Is that right, Majori? I think. For written content? I think I saw that. <sighs> Here's yeah. another hack. Do you use anything to help write content for each platform? Chat GPT is this open source AI platform that has recently gotten released in the last month. And it is crazy what it can do. You have to double check it. It's not like, it's not, it's not the truth, right? But what I do is then I take, because I hate 
typing. I just, I hate it, right? I, if I could just speak it to somebody, it's faster for me. For say a YouTube video on how to buy your first short-term rental, you can now, because you're using Descript to edit or any platform to transcribe your video, Descript will transcribe your video as well. That's why you can edit it like a Word doc. Copy and paste the transcription, put it into chat GPT and say, can you paraphrase this into a five paragraph blog post? And it'll rephrase your exact script for you. Then you can say, can you turn this into a 150 word caption? And then it'll write a caption based off of your YouTube transcription all for you. And so if you don't want to think about writing because you've already thought once, don't, you don't have to. <laughs> so good. I love that. All right. We're almost out of time. So let me just quickly skim through to see, make sure that we got, we answer all the questions out there. And I'll share my contact info one more time. Yeah, yeah you... put your contact out there so then people can reach out to you. Someone, someone did ask what's next for me. Here's how I guess you could help me if you really want. One, if you need marketing help, let me know. Obviously, I have an agency, so there's that. But if you have any questions about whatever I talked about today, I'm happy to share other videos and resources that I have. And if you have something in Columbus, Indiana, or in the Dallas market that's above 75 units, I will take a look. Fantastic. Any last thought, Ilana? Wrap up. No, my mind is blown just with the tools that you've given. I feel like this is going to save me a lot of time and money and headache from what I'm currently doing. I literally was trying to tr transcribe a podcast by holding it, my phone up to the computer. Cause you know, your phone will <laughs> record voice and put it into words. I was trying to do that just last week. So this is amazing. Everything that you have shared with us. Thank you for being an open book. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I know. I just, everyone should be posting. There's room for everyone. It's going to take a while to be honest, but the results will be faster than you think. Did you ever answer how long it would before seeing results? Remember we were supposed to answer. Did you answer that? If you're wanting to get monetized on YouTube, it would take a, a little over hundred videos. Mm -hmm. And so the question is how fast can you produce a hundred long form videos? I'm not talking short form 30, 36 second clips. I'm talking about 10, 12, 15 minute clips. And that time investment isn't easy, but could you make that in three months? And I know people who can, it's just, how much time can you dedicate and how committed to your, to the cause are you? Josh, can you share the, your screen again with your contact information, just in case somebody didn't have to write it down? Yeah. There you go, guys. Write that down. Should put a QR code in there. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you everyone. <laughs> oh and thank you, Alana and Elsa for yeah. having me. Well, that's it for our episode. I hope that you took some nuggets away from this like I did. I know I was taking notes while hosting it. And if you enjoyed this episode, send it to somebody who you think would get value out of this too. You know, sharing is caring and there's enough wealth and social media attention for everybody. So do me a favor and do that much. It would be helping the show and helping your friend. So also, if you have the time, I'd appreciate it. If you left the show a five-star review, it'll help us reach more people and more people taking action to discover and find financial freedom is always a good thing. And feel free to connect with me on Instagram. My handle is at Alana George underscore real estate. I love people saying hi, saying that they're listening. I love it. And if you feel like you would like to invest with me, go over to clearconnectioncapital.com and you can check out what syndications are all about. And what did I forget? Oh, also check out our website where you can say hi and see all of our links to book recommendations and such. That's the obsessedwithrealestateshow.com, obsessedwithrealestateshow.com. See you on the next episode.